Are you serious? Oh my God, I'm still sharing this thing. All right, guys, that was a laugh and a half. Welcome to the Naked Under the Table show where we say what we think because we're just as naked under the table as you are. We've got nothing under the table and nothing is off the table. Our weekly golden nuggets are delivered hot and fresh by your favorite always half-naked people, Martin, Denise, and Elsie. And we are kicking off a new series called Scandals in Space. It's our version of conspiracy theories that have to do with outer space-related stuff. And tonight's episode is all about the ever-classic moon landing of the 1969 Apollo <clears throat> mission. And tonight's host with the most is going to be Elsie Reckler. <coughs> Oh. What's up, Elsie? Thanks, thanks, thanks. And uh, it's exciting, and uh, I love talking about the moon. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the moon landing. Uh, I want to do a watch check. This is my uh, <laughs> Omega Speedmaster moon watch. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan. You see, I'm a big fan of uh, anything related to Apollo, the Apollo missions. Uh, I love the Apollo, the uh, the moon landing movies that uh, that came out. I'm a big fan of all of most of them. Uh, and also, uh, weirdly enough, I'm also a big fan of of all the books and the hoax that <laughs> that came out. It's uh it's all interesting to read. Uh, one thing though, uh, I'm not here to debunk anything. No, are we gonna debunk anything? We're not, right? We're just gonna maybe we are. I don't know, but we'll try. We'll try our best to be as. You know, neutral as possible. If you believe that uh, it didn't happen, that's 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 your freedom too. If it, if you believe like it happened, then 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 great. You know, it, it really depends on you. It's really hard to to <laughs> to put a stamp into it. But I have my my personal uh, views on, on on the moon landing, and. Uh, I hope you guys have shared the same as mine because <laughs> we've never talked about this yet. No, Martin no. and Denise, we have never no. talked about uh, we ha- we haven't. how our views in in this uh, oh, scandal. <laughs> so it's gonna be interesting that uh, to know your views on it. So uh, I don't think I should do a short. Uh, <laughs> do I need to do a short introduction on all the hoax and scandals, Denise? Not I really. Think, yeah. I mean, I think they just need to know who the players are, like the astronauts, which Apollo this was, and what okay. year was. Well, and, and okay. A, a short. Okay, a short recap. A short recap. Uh, space race. Uh, Russians were first, and uh, they were winning the space race. Uh, the first uh, man on in space, not in the moon, in space, was a Russian, a cosmonaut. And then. Uh, of course, when Kennedy was uh, elected, he wanted uh, um, uh, to win for America. So he, signed, to make things short, started uh, the the moon program, the Apollo program, the Apollo program. And 1968, they were able to launch uh, Apollo 11, and uh, successfully landed three astronauts, 
successfully successfully brought home supposedly, supposedly successfully landed oh my god i might have a <laughs> okay i think i know your side huh? <laughs> oh my god it's interesting this is interesting this is interesting okay okay oh okay okay i'll give you that supposedly oh my god i can't believe i'm saying this okay supposedly uh supposedly half a million people Uh, working on the project are all liars, supposedly. <laughs> supposedly, uh, Russia, who was supposed, who was probably, were, was supposed to debunk the whole thing, didn't debunk it, and actually, actually, uh, more or less, accept, conceded to 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 the U.S. winning uh, the moon landing. Uh, so these are things that are very interesting, very interesting insights, and very interesting facts. Or fiction, uh, you can call it that. Uh, that, that. That I want to tackle, and uh, so that's how uh, more or less this is happening. This is like mutants versus humans. Uh, do you believe or do you not believe? And that's the biggest scandal here. Uh, some say that uh, it's weird because when the moon, when the when the Apollo mission started, Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick's movie came out, uh, 2001: Space Odyssey. So that's. So they're saying that Stanley Kubrick directed the the, the moon landing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they even used uh, some of the set. From, uh, <laughs> oh my god! Odyssey, supposedly. Hey, come on! That's why this is the first episode. <laughs> of the scandals and pull my hair out. Okay, I'll try to compose myself. I'll try to compose myself. Just to defend myself. Just to defend myself. <laughs> okay. I am not claiming or. <laughs> And we'll cover that later. That there was a conspiracy theory, but right, it's a scandal right. because this conspiracy theory keeps perpetuating itself, and it's how many years later? It's so many decades later, and it's still perpetuating itself. Right, right, right. And right. that's why it's scandalous. And it's and it's crazy because uh, especially now because of the because of the internet, it's it's growing. It's like flat earthers and other conspiracies, which we will uh, talk about in our in our next uh, in our next uh, series next month. No, it's all conspiracy theories. But for now, we have scandals in space, and this I think is one of the biggest scandals is uh, the moon landing, and I want to talk about it more. And before that, I wanna know our side. Let's make things clear. Um, <laughs> let's get things clear on sides. Do you believe, or do you not believe? Do you believe that the moon landing happened, Red or don't you believe? Or it? blue pill. Why? I want to know Martin's Martin's uh, uh, side on things. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, the moon landing. So, as I was researching a little bit for this, I I didn't know a lot about the the moon landing before, so I, I did a lot of research coming up to this episode. Um, but if I believe that it happened or I believe it doesn't happen, I, I, I'm, what really interests me is the, how important it was, like the event that it ended up, uh, being, uh, how it, it, uh, it managed how politically, to, how politically important this was is, is so fascinating to me. Yeah, I agree with you, Mark. It, it, it managed to, to, uh, to, um, how to say, to kind of like gather the whole Western world behind, behind one, one goal. Uh, obviously it's, uh, 
obviously it's uh it's also during the cold war and arguably one of the big wins for for the us in the cold war first big wins in the cold war um i i just when it comes to whether it's true or not i just have a very 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 hard time believing that you could shut that many people up for that long right and and then i know i know that you could say that yeah but not everybody that worked on it knew like maybe just a few people could be in on it and the whole like end of it but man you sent you sent a fucking rocket into space right that's that's not cheap man and even the the part like it's it's this is the latter part of the apollo program so all the costs that you have incurred during the the program uh the previous uh launches would would also have been a lie or not a lie would would would, would have been for nothing i, I just I, there's a lot of things that i have a hard time kind of connecting in in terms of why you shouldn't uh, I, I I had a guy. I, I watched a video with a guy. I think Neil Neil what Neil deGrasse, who who said that just the cost of all of that, like it would have been cheaper to send them to the moon than to create. Just, this... It would have been cheaper just to send to do the moon landing. <laughs> yeah, then 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 yeah. to to make a hoax out of it. But then again, I also I also get the part, and and I guess that's also why it kind of it can like these kind of things stick whether like not assuming it's true or not but but why it has merit is is uh, because like people would say that it wasn't necessarily the whole space program but when the states realized that they couldn't get to the moon in time they decided to to or some people decided to say okay fuck it uh, we don't we we're not going to be able to beat russia so fuck it let's just film it and just put it out there uh and and but it's it's a lot of there's a lot in the balance and that's a very very small hook to hang it on i guess if that's a saying um so yeah i just i i really have a hard time with it i, I when i see these things i try to be open minded but i must admit it's very hard for me it, it's it's very very hard for me to stay open minded um i mean the the russians didn't even uh, try to debunk it they 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 more or less conceded hmm. and they would they would be the probably the first ones to debunk it they were they were uh, in head on collision with with the us back then it's a cold war uh, they were in a race it was a space race they would have probably the first ones to debunk it but they didn't so these are the things that we have to that alone is already a big, uh, could be a, the, one of the biggest evidence that, hey, this might be all real. Denise, what do you think about uh, what's your side and what's your take on it? So I want to first go on the space race existing in the first place and why my question is, why was that? I mean, I know there was the Cold War and I know that they were trying to show um, you know, show show the world that they were ahead of Russia and all of that. But there were so many other things going on, nuclear weapons, other scientific inventions, you know, and, and, and what boggles my mind is why the ultimate 
champion for the Cold War would be the people who get a man on the moon first. Like to me, that's already kind of what, right? So before I even go to, to answer the question of do I think there was a moon landing or not, I find it highly ridiculous to begin with that this was the quintessential definition of a winner in this Cold War. Right. I mean, it could have been the person who had the most nuclear weapons or who created. Uh, sorry, sorry, Denise, time out. Russia was actually trying to develop uh, 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 missiles of, of, of weapons. Exactly. No, for, exactly. no, they were de developing it. The reason they wanted to go uh, in orbit was to also develop country-to-country uh, 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 high-rise <laughs> missiles or something like that. Exactly. To, to it's it's more a military tactic. And that's my point, right? So to answer, and that's why this is building up to my answer, right? The fact that it wasn't about military power, nuclear weapons, invention, technology, and it was about putting men on the moon, as ludicrous and as ridiculous as that sounds, makes me more inclined to believe that that was really what happened. They really put a man on the moon. The moon landing really happened because it's so bloody ridiculous. And my theory is, that's why they spun it that way. That's why the U.S. spun it, that the important part of this entire Cold War and all of its aspects has nothing to do with weaponry, military tactics, technology. It's the most important part is getting a man on the moon because that's what the states could do first. I say propaganda, right? Mm. Yeah, that's what they knew they'd be able to do first. So that's why I actually think it's not a conspiracy. It's not fake because I think they actually planned it that way because they were behind on so many other things, but they were ahead in this space race and they secretly knew they were ahead in the space race. And I think just like, I think what was fun was everything leading up to the moon landing, um, spinning that, you know, it's a neck and neck race and Russia could beat them anytime because they were creating anticipation. They were creating suspense. They were, you know, creating patriotism and getting the Americans to back them up and fight for them so that by the time they actually landed somebody on the moon, everybody would be cheering. Everybody would be applauding and congratulating the government for doing something that is actually quite in terms of a war one of the most ridiculous things you could ever think of, right? And that's what they built up to. And that's why some people think the moon landing never happened because of the ridiculousness of all of the stuff that surrounded it. When, if you really want to be tactical about a war, that's the last thing you're going to talk about. Well, 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 who, who can say that maybe there's already some sort of uh, base in the moon <laughs> with know, tactical the, missiles aimed at whoever... I mean, it was the 11th Apollo mission. They probably already did. They just didn't publicize it first because they were building it up and creating the tension, you know, and all of this stuff. But the moon landing really happened. So to answer your question, yes, the moon landing really happened because it is just so bloody ridiculous of all the possible things that you could do. That's why I'm sure. Because everything else was ridiculous. So why would they fake this? one thing right they, they purposefully took that narrative down that road because it was the one thing they could do and they knew it was ridiculous so they tried to inflate its importance <laughs> I, I i think yeah i i do get your point uh and i think the the whole faction of why it's that ridiculous is you no one else can do it and that little stamp uh, america as as the only ones who can do it and the first or the first ones you can do whoever did it so uh, I think it's more of a of a you know a power play in that sense, na saying that hey, 
we're the only ones who can do it. And this is the measurement. This is the yardstick of success, right? That's what the moon. Back in the 60s, this was the moon. We were all we did was just write stories about the moon. We were we were fantasizing about the moon. There there were movies about aliens on the moon or 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 a race in the moon. It it was it was I, I I guess yeah it's some if you're gonna aim for something you might as well aim for the highest thing they can aim which, which is the arguably the moon yeah. <laughs> so that okay so uh, uh, it's it's clear that we're all in that side that that uh, where uh, the moon the moon landing happened I just want to know what's your take on why how did it how does this this whole uh, this whole hoax and, and and all these non-believers how did it why did it come to be is it is it ingrained in in, in human nature to just doubt everything uh, is it like more or less like religion right when when, when something that great happens you, you, you there are people who doubt it although albeit <laughs> millions saw it live on their TVs you can ask your mom my mom saw it on TV. She was like, "Okay," <laughs> and and people even I think I had a I have a relative who was on the on the was it in Nevada Nevada uh, in in that area where they launched. They were taking pictures. It was it was a uh, <laughs> it was a massive massive event in the sixties. So it's pretty hard to say that. No, that's not real. We're seeing that rocket go up in orbit. We just saw it disappear in, in, in the sky. That ain't real. That's coming down somewhere. It, it's, it's pretty far-fetched. So why do you think that this happened? Why is it, where, where is this rooted? Uh, what do you think, uh, Martin? Why, why, do, why do we doubt it? Boy, man, that, that's, that's, a very, that's a very deep question. Um... Why do we doubt it? Well, I, I, I think I think there there are many reasons. Uh, but it it's it that that's more I think rooting in in just conspiracy in in general or or going against the let's say the the common narrative, right? Why why would someone do that and do that to an extent that they might not even care whether what they what they say is right or wrong, right? And and I think. Just in general, and, and, and that's a healthy thing, though, but I, I think in general, uh, there are, we have, um, we have an instinct to reject, to a certain degree, common narratives. Uh, obviously, we also have an instinct to follow them, uh, which also shows in, in, in several historic events where people end up doing, a lot of people end up agreeing on doing something extremely stupid or vile or or whatever it might be right um and i i think it it can come from many things like it can come from arrogance right it, it can come from just technically meaning that that you know better which which is both a good a good thing and a bad thing like it's a bad thing taken to the extreme but that's also the same instinct that um that goes against so see, this is really my point with it. It's really hard for me to talk about because on one hand, I find it so ridiculous and I, on the other hand, I know it's useful. You know, I, I, let's look apart from the fact whether the moon landing was right or wrong, but just this this instinct that people have of, 
of going against the, the the common narrative. Like on one hand, these are the people that like end up doing extreme things, but also sometimes when the grand narrative is going down a dark path, these are are this is the instinct that that makes people stand up against that and and um yeah i i don't i don't know exactly why why people do it i mean i do it there there are things that i believe not necessarily moon landing but there there are things that i believe where other where a lot of people would say something else and i'll tell them yeah sure man you well you do you you know do you do you think that it's because you know uh, it's some people just want to be just want to go against it you know it's just maybe attention could be a, a a good motivator i think okay first of all the nature the nature of most long standing conspiracy theories actually cover an event or a phenomenon that is already unbelievable right getting a man into space or men into space and shooting a rocket that will go all the way to the moon is so unbelievable and to your point it came at a time in the 1960s where all of this technological evolution was just so overwhelming because they were coming at everybody you know all of the time and so part of the reason why i think conspiracy theories on these types of events occur because the event itself is so unbelievable and i don't mean unbelievable not believable i mean unbelievable in the wow factor in the impact and in just the leap it must have taken to get to that event to get to that phenomenon right i mean that's why he also said one step for man and one giant leap for mankind because it was a leap it was a it's a phenomenal um you know a uh, radical step forward in terms of innovation exploration technology etc and that's why in and of itself because it's so hard to wrap your head around it you you kind of deny its possibility of being real and that's why you have conspiracy theories but the second reason why i feel this particular one was shrouded in a lot of conspiracy is because it's the kind of event only a few people can really fully understand and experience it's not the kind of big event that you know like computers when computers came around and all of a sudden this powerful computing technology was created people weren't inventing conspiracy theories because this computing technology was going to be accessible by a lot of people so they would be able to experience it for themselves and thereby prove that it's real but not everybody can go to the moon i mean not everybody can even get into nasa much less go to the moon so because there's this distance between the elite that actually can ab- are able to do things and the regular folk i think that's also why a lot of conspiracy theories abound because there it's almost this weird crab mentality of hey how come you're the only ones that get to do that and how come you're the only ones that understand how it works being an astronaut takes a lot of mathematics um statistics you also need to be very physically fit almost athlete level triathlete level fit so you're really a cut above most of the men and so there's an ability and an understanding that other common men can't do and i think that's also what fuels the desire for it not to be real because if it is real that means there are people that are so much more awesome so much smarter faster more talented than you and you don't get to be that you are not in that elite and it, so it's it, en- envy no so it's envy i think so there's this weird kind of desire to show nobody can be that awesome nobody can be that smart that they're the ones who gets how rockets work and they're the ones that get to 
you know, launch themselves into space. Like there's this envy and this this desire to bring them back down to right. earth. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> Yeah, well, that that guy who who wrote that book uh, right after that, uh, I actually have a copy of that. It's called uh, "We Never Went to to the Moon." Well, that's that's a very that's a that's a brilliant title <laughs> for his for his hoax book. It's called "We Never Went to the Moon." It's uh, Bill Casing, uh, that's his name, and he he was pretty famous when it came, when it came out in the seventies, eighties. Uh, it was republished again, and. Uh, Sometimes you know, it takes one person just to put fuel on the fire, and just it'll just expand. Uh, it'll just uh, engulf it. Sometimes you know what? It'll just expand to crazy proportions. And I think that's uh, how people are more or less. It 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 took one. It took some people, uh, one person, to say that hey, we're not the center of the universe. It took one person to say hey, the sun. We revolve around the sun. It took one person to say, hey, we're not the only planet. So these are things that are, what? Right? So these are things that are, you know, ingrained in us that it'll take one person. And I'm not saying that I like what this Bill Casing did. I find him fascinating because he's so entertaining. Uh, before, I think before he died, he, he, he also wrote a book about how to live in poverty and uh, how, how he loves his cats. Mm-hmm. So this guy who wrote... <laughs> This guy who wrote how he loves cats and how to live in, in with little money wrote a book about the whole thing. Yeah, so you've got to question the credibility there, right? You're yeah, right. And, live stream. Um, and I think it's a very interesting and very grounded perspective on why the conspiracy theorists even came out. And this comment is from Pam. And she says... I think people didn't believe it because there was a lot of distrust for the U.S. at the time, you know, and very similarly, there's a lot of distrust Vietnam. in the government now, which is why similarly, there are people who don't believe the vaccine is real or the vaccine is legit because there's a lot of mistrust in the government. So that's a very realistic and grounded perspective. Amen. It was just not believable because there was no belief in the government. Amen. It was uh, pretty much uh, that's pretty much where it comes from. Also, I mean, uh, it's hard to trust the people in power. Uh, hence, all these uh, conspiracy theories. Uh, again, it's hard, kind of hard to. I don't know how you keep five hundred thousand employees quiet and how they'll keep everybody in every country quiet but who knows about the space program it's kind of far-fetched but yeah uh thanks pam for that uh answer yeah that's that's pretty uh sums it up uh i want to move on oh sorry before that i want to add a fun fact that i just found out a couple of days ago <laughs> the, the moon pala is drifting away from earth uh it's moving away mm. 3.8 centimeters away from our planet almost every year Approximately every year, so so sooner or later, millions of years down the line, we might not have a moon. I don't know what's going to happen. Bye bye werewolves. Yeah, how will yeah, they transform? Man, they're going to have a hard time. They're cured. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cured. <laughs> I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm human again. Yeah, they might be the ones getting that moon as far away as possible, so they can normalize themselves. You never know, right? <laughs> have you guys they seen might that movie? The moon. <laughs> Have you guys seen that movie Moon with uh, uh, what's his name? The, that great actor, that guy who played the, the 
the guy who played Hammer from 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 Iron Man, the guy who played Kalabani Tony Stark. Oh, I forgot his name. Ah, it's a good movie, Moon. It's a I, I would recommend it to all the listeners and live stream, even to you guys. Uh, try to see if you can find a copy or download it. No, I don't download it. I watch it legally <laughs> somewhere. And it's called Moon. Uh, it came out a couple of years ago. It's a beautiful movie. Anyway, let's say it's it's real. Uh, well, in in our group, we know that it's real, right? So, and soon we can be terraforming Mars, and that's a very uh, that's a very uh, plausible, uh, viable possibility. You know? How far do you think is too far? Are humans supposed to explore? space despite all the problems on earth should we should we do it or just fix our because one of the one of the one of the biggest scandals when the moon land when the when the when the when the moon program started is people were getting pissed that hey you're spending so much money billions of dollars you could just spend it here and uh, feed the poor fix our fix the problems like every other project uh has so uh what do you think? Did did we do the right thing in going to the moon? You, how far is too far? Do should we stop? Should we keep on spending our, our taxpayers' money just to get next? The next target is Mars. What do you think, guys? Denise, what do you think about this? I think, and especially because I'm in the business of technology and innovation, I think there's always a benefits and always a responsibility to push technology and exploration as far as it can go. And so if that includes exploring the rest of the universe, um, maybe we don't have to terraform Mars because that's a different thing. And for those of you who are listening, we're going to actually do an episode on terraforming Mars during the series. Um, maybe not in that sense, because it implies we're escaping our problems here on Earth. And we're just going to like leave, you know, how we do it. We're just going to leave the trash leave the mess for somebody else to clean up. So that part I don't agree with. I don't agree that we should just leave the mess that we made, but I do feel that it's not fair to stop uh, exploration, discovery, and, and advancement in any form, even in outer space, um, or even especially in outer space. And that being said, I don't see why we can't do both. Why does it have to be one or the other? Why does it have to be, oh, Earth is not working. <clears throat> So let's go somewhere else. You know, I think, you know, the real challenge for a true intelligent person is to find a balance between what can be fixed here in this space, in this realm, in this earth, and, and, and what we can discover outside. And I agree. Sometimes there are people I talk to, they're just waiting to be able to go to space. You know, they're just waiting to go on, you know, those those Galactica things of, of, of Richard Branson and get out of here. And by the way, guys, we're also going to do an episode talking about space travel in this series. And I find that very unhuman-like. Like, where's the camaraderie? Where's the togetherness? We're in this together. We made a mess together. We need to fix it together. You don't get to just leave. You don't get to go, all right, somebody else's problem. And by the way, this to me is the same as when people leave the Philippines, for example, because they're like, oh, the government's shit. Forget it. It's never going to fix itself. So I'm just going to leave. Oh, great. You get to leave and you leave the mess behind and the rest of us stay here. And it's up to us to try to fix it from here. And I find that extremely, extremely selfish. So if the idea of traveling into space is to 
leave the mess for somebody else to clean up. Not a fan of that idealism, but if you're exploring because you're pushing the limits of, of our ability and our intelligence, then I am backing you up 100%, Matt. Yeah. How about you, Martin? What do you think about, about this? Uh, should we stop? Or should we keep on going? Yeah, I, I definitely think we, we, we should not stop for the, for the love of God. Don't, don't stop. Uh, I, I really agree with a lot of what you said, uh, Denise. Um, and for me, the reason why we are at where we're at today is because we always seek to push the boundaries. Not Maybe not every single person on the planet, but there are definitely a drive in human beings that, that, that drives us to, to, um, to, to, to push the boundaries and to explore. Like imagine how many places on the planet we have colonized and where it's gone from and, and where we are today because exactly because of this, this, um, this need to explore and not even if we take it up if we take it apart from from outer space like just if we tried to suppress it like imagine what would happen if we tried to suppress our need to explore i i don't know i don't know where that would end but uh, following psychological theory uh if you suppress anything it doesn't end anywhere good so so for that reason alone <laughs> We, we, we should definitely be pursuing it. Um, and 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 it's it's where we need to go. We, we need to learn more about space. We need to learn more about the universe. We need to see it. I, I don't know about the terraforming uh, necessarily, um, but I don't I don't particularly agree that the main driver in terraforming other planets, would be to leave this planet behind. I probably see it more like a, a colonizing thing, as in expansion. It's yeah, like an expansion. Like for example, when uh, take it when the Vikings went from Denmark and all the way to to North America, the Vikings. Yeah, right? right. All the Vikings. All the Vikings didn't fucking leave Denmark. Your 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 race are natural explorers. Yeah. But also, man, when 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 Columbus went to to the states, when anybody went anywhere, when Cook went to Australia, it's not like all the people yeah. where he came from came with him, you know. Um, so I probably see it more like that. I I see it more as exploring, and obviously there's an Elon Musk like look on it, which is if something terrible should happen to Earth, if something terrible, and not necessarily uh, that. Uh, we polluted so much that it's going down the drain, but maybe more um, that an asteroid or something that we can't control was going to happen. Uh, being able to be intergalactical will definitely save a lot of lives. And, and lastly, um, I also want to stress that if we have the capability to terraform another planet, like if we push these boundaries and we make these decisions and we go out and do this, uh, who says that technology can't be used to make more Earth on Earth? Right? Yeah, we might. You, you know, I get your point um, because maybe in our exploration outside of Earth, we will find stuff that we can bring back to Earth, learn new things. You know, find um, other sources of 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 energy, for example. So we're not burning fossil fuels and stuff. You know, th that's a very good point that you make, and I I, I really think that that's a great 
motivation if that's what we're doing when we're going and out even and pushing to to pushing to develop the technology that is required for something like this like whenever you invent technology like like for example when when you when you invent something like imagine if you look at tesla how much of their technology f- like that, that that they use from from all over everything they do their, their cars they use it in SpaceX. They they just helped out NASA, re, like uh, redesign their space shuttles, I believe. Um, so whenever you when you push to do these things, a lot of technologies get invented or discovered. I like saying discovered more than invented. Uh, and, and these things can be used many many for for many many things. Also, other than 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 just terraforming other planets. And there's a. I love it how in our in our previous episode, we had one guy that had a comment like in the beginning, the middle and the end. Um, and I think maybe in this episode, it's going to be this lady, Pam, because she had a comment earlier and she has another comment um, responding to this question. Mm-hmm. And she has a different take. Um, her take is, you know, I think what she's t- thinking is if we can do to the earth what we've done, that's not going to stop us from doing that to anywhere else in the galaxy. So she said humans should just stick to where they are. We've plagued the earl the earth so much already. We should just stop spreading our ilk elsewhere, you know. And that's that's also an interesting take because here we are talking about we need to explore, we need to discover or we might find like solutions and 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 new sources of energy and whatever somewhere else. But after this this comment of Pam, you know what just occurred to me? What if we find another planet and we make that our trash can? Like we start schlepping all of our crap from the earth to that planet and Pam's point holds true um and 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 joseph on the live stream had a comment for you mr viking man he said martin's race are indeed the natural explorers you know in the human race so congratulations you have a supporter on the live stream martin for your viking you know viciousness Mm. over the planet (laughs) uh uh, going back to uh the last comment uh yeah it, it is very scary uh we are known to be uh you know we're like locusts and 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 a lot of sci-fi movies <clears throat> the human race is always depicted as uh warmongers locusts we destroy everything uh planet of the apes uh, uh other movies uh, there there's actually an anime a long time anime it's called Laserion. it's about a robot uh in the 70s and uh, the moon became such a commodity became such a a, a, a a place, uh, it then eventually turned into our dumping site. So that's that's right. Uh, before we we might be trashing the moon first before trashing another uh, another planet. We 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 got so much pol- pollution in our country. I uh, know in, in our planet, and uh, we can't. Uh, it was no. There was no way. There's no space anymore. We we dumped our our trash uh, in in the moon, and that's 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 not. To tell the truth, that's not very far from happening. I, I, you can, you can actually see that happening. And I, 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 there are rumors that people have been buying land in the moon, <laughs> buying ad space, buying land, not just in the moon, even in Mars. So this is, <laughs> I don't know where this is going, guys. Uh, I think as yeah. a rate a business opportunity. Everything is a business opportunity. Right, right, right. It's the right frame of mind. Well, I would think that. I would think that the that America owns the moon. They were the first to plant the flag. So they were this is ours, man. Yeah, man. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know how far it sh- we we should be doing this, but I don't think you can stop the uh, the human race. Uh, we are natural explorers. If we can do it, it's not about why should we do it. It's about because we can do it. We will do it. And that's just how we are. Uh, we've had a, an old uh, episode about that also, if I can remember. I think it was virtual reality or I think it, it was AI. The reason we're doing it because we can. That's the only reason. You're right, Martin. There is no stopping technology. We will keep on going until we consume the universe. <laughs> Maybe the next step as a type one uh, 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 race, we would probably consume another universe or another galaxy or another Sub-sum solar planet system. course you know you would be uh, terraforming other solar systems yeah that would but, be interesting but uh but i i really i i get i i understand the sentiment right but uh i, I guess for me i i just don't really see uh, i don't really see this this whole how we are a plague on earth kind of uh narrative it's not it's not something that that i necessarily um um it's not something that i believe to be honest i believe that that we we really solve problems and i think a lot of the problems we're that we're suffering from now which is arguably uh um climate related problems is also something that we'll be able to solve um if we, I would, but if the question is if we're going to make the the universe a better place i don't know was was the earth a better place before we were here will it be a better place after is it a better place now who who's who who's to make those kind of kind of claims you know like we 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 just happen to be here uh, we can't can't really do anything about that right right uh um there's so much things I can I can say about it. I don't think we have that much time. I love I, lo- I love delving to this this subject on why we should, why we shouldn't. Uh, uh, we'll see when we get there. Yeah, you know? it's, it's what they call the ethical <clears throat> imperative. Right. Yeah. You know, I like what Neil deGrasse Tyson said. Uh, if we can terraform, if we start terraforming other planets, and if we, if we can terraform Mars, then we can re-terraform Earth. Yeah. We can turn Earth into Earth again, and that's really so why also, not do that, that first? That's really also my my my, my point, and it, it, it's a good question. What you should do first, but that's my point with technology. Like you have no idea where this is gonna take us, and and with the problems that we're suffering from now, n- no matter how we look at it, technology is gonna be the answer to those problems, and and, right. and we we right. have a responsibility to pursue that in whatever yeah. however you you choose for that to manifest but but you're right and I, I took that away from from Neil also saying if we have the technology to terraform another planet right then we can also re-terraform earth and that might be the, that might be the whole point right these things that we are developing to to kind of do these things are not only usable in in space but also usable on on earth so bring it back to the moon. Um, we have a few comments from Carlo on the live stream. The first one I find very funny because it's a great kind of keeping us honest check here. You know, we were we were making a joke about who knows, maybe the U.S. owns the moon because they put the flag on it first. And Carlo on the live stream goes, no one owns the moon yet. But then he also goes on to say, 
um, in this discussion of exploration, he says right now they've discovered a pretty good source of frozen water on the moon. Right, right. Very important as a resource for fuel and life support. And this is what I was talking about earlier, because one big reason a lot of us are going back to the moon is the possibility of staging, you know, ground again for space exploration. It's almost like a good reset for us. Um, and and whether or not there's the ethical question of what we should be doing, why we are doing it, and how much of it we should be doing, because everything also has to be in moderation. You go over and sometimes there's no do-over. Um, one of the things that I, I realized about our moon landing uh, scandal or debate was that that's where it ended. You know, it pretty much ended on, yay, we got here, we brought back some rocks, and then what? Like there was no other further exploration until recently of this moon. And, and, and that's also why I find it a bit funny because you had a massive opportunity to continue on a program, on a trajectory, if you will, that would make the moon exploration not as trivial or even, you know, Hollywood-like, you know, than than it seemed to be at the time. Than it seemed to be at the time. Yeah, you would you would actually think that we should have, you know, multiple stations there right now, no? At this point, fifty years, uh, it has been more more or less fifty years that we should have like space stations around the moon or within the moon that would, uh, you know, allow us to go back and forth, you know, like any other country. Lalang. Uh, I, I want to add to what Carlos said. Yeah, I, I was watching that document that they discovered water in the moon, uh, frozen water, <clears throat> ice. It's, it's very, it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's very uh, exciting because it might be a start of life, you know, evolution uh, might take place. Well, that's going to be millions of years after. And what would, we, what would you call the people, uh, the inhabitants of that moon? In our moon? What would you call them? Earth 2? Okay, no, no, no. Mooners? No, no, no. To, to please our Danish friend over here, they'd be called Moon Kings. <laughs> what an exploring I, uh, race. Then, then what? <clears throat> then you know what? It's nice to have a birthday on the moon. You can have moon cake. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of birthdays, ladies and gentlemen, nice segue, Elsie. We want to do a special shout out to our producer Q. It is his birthday today. We're not allowed to say what his real name is, but if you guys on the live stream know who he is, and actually he's the one who's replying on behalf of the Naked Under the Table show, go ahead and wish him a happy birthday. We hope you have a good one, Q. Back to you, Elsie. We, we really can't mention his name, no, because he's a wanted man. Yeah. He's a very wanted man. He's he, actually he been can... hiding for, for, from, from the international right. government for what right. I from what I know, decades. Right. He's, Possibly uh, he's, he was the one that filmed the moon landing. Could be. Or wrote the books about the hoax. You know, this guy is is integral in 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 all these uh, conspiracy theories that's why we have to keep him quiet he is the the puppet master of our show <laughs> you know talking about why we don't have any moon stations on the moon let's say we do <clears throat> given the chance would any of you or anyone in the live stream would you want to volunteer as a uh, you know, as uh, to, to work on the moon. Martin, would you want to work on the moon? 
Man, the, you know what? That question really twisted me, you know? Um, I I don't think so. Why? Um, Because although I love... Uh, I mean, I love exploring. I love traveling. I, 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 I really, really do. Uh, but the moon just looks like a very boring place. I mean, I, I like nature. I, I like these kind of things, you know? I like going into Onyx... Like places where people haven't been before, but not necessarily a moon. Like you end up on Mars, everything is red. And man, it's just not, I don't think it's for me. Would I, would I like to, to, to go into space? Sure. But yeah, it's hard. I don't know, man. If someone came up and say, hey, do you want to volunteer for six months at a moon station? Maybe I would. Would I like to live on the moon for the rest of my life? Uh, that. Definitely not. What if they say, hey, Martin, we're putting up a Z hostel on the moon. We need you to manage it. Yeah, you have man. to stay there indefinitely. If it's earning money, you're going to be staying there for a while. And all I can say is that if I got sent to the moon, uh, there's no stopping me. I, I would own the universe. Right, right. right that's right. It's, go- it's better to keep me here on Earth, man. It's better to keep me on Earth. <laughs> Don't send me into space. You will never get it back. <laughs> How about you, Denise? Would you want to work on the moon? No, either. Okay, so when I first read this question, I thought it was a no-brainer. My my instinct reaction was, yeah, dude, that's super cool. I'd love to do that. Right? Because like how many people get to do that and all the stuff you'll discover and you'll be one of the first to discover these things or do these things or learn these, whatever, right? All the firsts and you'll be part of history. So my knee jerk reaction was absolutely. But then I gave it some thought and I was like, but I'd be lonely there. Like all my friends would be back on earth. My family is back on earth. My kids are back on earth. And I mean, we're already kind of having a hard time trying to stick to zoom calls and not actually see people live and in person. And we're all still on earth. Like, you know, it's just that we're not allowed to go out and meet people. If I worked on a moon station, that would be like physically impossible. Okay. Okay. What if, what if, what if SpaceX tells you, you can work on the moon, you can bring actually two people with you. Who would you bring? See, but then that's, not fair too because obviously i'd bring my two children but then but what then happens what to about them your children's friends yeah, what about them what about their friends what about their careers what if what if they find the love of their life and their love of life is in on earth you know it's and that's why to me the answer to this question of why i wouldn't work on the moon is because not everybody would be there right not everybody would be there if everybody i would care about if i could bring 100 people sure i'd friggin work on a moon station for sure but if it was just but, but me this, this is also why i don't necessarily always buy this uh, narrative of oh we'll just scrap one planet for another like when we go exploring it, the people that are willing to go through the suffering and to make the changes that needs to to inhabit a totally new uninhabited place it's not it's not for everyone man it's really not and and uh, and that's not what we've done so far it's not like every time we found some someone goes out to explore to find somewhere new and nice it turns out it's not new and nice but maybe it's just a little bit better than than where it where it was before but that doesn't mean that everybody else comes comes with you know that that's really just not the case 
So and, and that's also why, you know, usually when you're an intrepid explorer, you're also very much a lone wolf in that sense. Mm -hmm. It comes with the territory, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you know, you don't you don't have to be a space explorer. People who would sail the seven seas to explore other lands would have to leave people behind, too. You know, and it takes a certain kind of person to be able to do that. Yeah. And, right? and that's really an integral part of it. Like you have to be come to terms with the fact that you are going to spend all this time. And, and some like don't get me wrong, like some people are totally fine with this. Right. Some people are totally fine with this. Uh, and for them, it's not the world's biggest. It's a sacrifice, but it might not be as big a sacrifice as it, as it is for other people. Uh, but it definitely will always be a sacrifice. Agree. Agree. Yeah. In my case, since I don't have, you know, a family, I would probably want to try it out. Uh, if I'm, especially if I'm able to bring uh, someone with me, I would probably do. Would it be me? And maybe <laughs> we have a comment from Joseph <laughs> before I, I finish what I, can I read this, Denise? Hey, Joe, uh, have a friend who worked in Antarctica. She said it was also amazing experience, but also insanely difficult. So see, that's just Antarctica. And what it's actually in Antarctica what? right now that they're doing the testing for uh, terraforming the moon. Like they, that's where they're developing like what it takes to because it's the most harsh environment on, on, on the planet. Right, right, right. I wouldn't want to go to Antarctica. Baka nandun yung the thing. <laughs> Film buffs would know what I'm talking about. The thing. <laughs> Anyways, the moon, uh, it would be f so exciting to see the earth from the moon. Can you can you imagine waking up and you can see the Earth instead of looking up on the moon? We would look down on the Earth. That would be crazy. Or do you look down on the oh, Earth man. when you're Today in the moon? Today is full look... Earth. Today is a full Earth. Uh... I think the Earth will be always full since it's bigger than the moon, so uh... <laughs> it'll be always full. Well, anyways, it would be uh, exciting. I would probably want to try it, but you're right, living there. That's a different story. I don't know. Maybe you're right, Denise. If there's like a hundred people that you like, probably you want to live there. And if the Earth is like having, you can see, you can, you can, you can probably look at, look down below and you see World War Three happening. Like you can see all the explosions. Haha. <laughs> you, yeah, and you, you leave like, all the people you safe. don't like. You leave all the people you don't like behind, and you just take the people that you actually want to be with. I mean, that you're, would be ideal, but I don't think that's gonna. You're gonna happen. be yeah, like, you're you gonna be like Noah. In that fucking massive sandbox. <laughs> Man, you're gonna be like full, Noah, full of, full of craters and sand, and oh shit! It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I uh, hearkening back to what I the movie I was uh, 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 raving about, Moon. It starts a, It's about this guy who lives in the moon, who works in the moon, and goes crazy because of isolation, and uh, he starts seeing him, himself and talking to himself and whatnot. So uh, that could happen, you know. Uh, isolation is a big deal. Uh, so yeah, uh, this this is a tricky question because instantly you go, "Oh yeah, I would want to try it," but hold on, wait. It's like saying what superpower you want. Hold on, that's not that simple. There are repercussions to that exciting moment. So yeah, you're right. Um, let's say. We've 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 established, let's say, we have established some stations there, and there are people there now on the moon, and it, we can go now back and forth to the moon like any other country. 
what do you think would be, would be possible? What do you think would happen, could happen, or should happen when this is possible? When we have a Moon Express, so to speak, a Moon Express SpaceX or by Richard Branson that you just a trajectory, a, a rocket that goes straight to the moon. And we can go there anytime. What do you think would happen? Denise, what do you think would or should happen? So one of the things that becomes apparent in this question is what we were talking about earlier. Who owns the moon? I mean, are we going to have to get like a visa to go there? Are there going to be like natural citizens or naturalized citizens? Moon men. And then like is everybody a tourist? Gundam. Or, you know, and the, 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 so, so first of all, those practical uh, those practical questions of, of traveling anywhere um, come into come into fruition. But but the other thing that I'm thinking of is how that would affect a lot of n- the normal things of time and space that we have now, right? Because you know how back in the day uh, business was slower because we didn't have email, right? We'd have to use snail mail, and then fax machines came around, and then you could fax stuff, right? Um, or like physical meetings were always necessary. And then now you can actually have a virtual meeting, which makes it faster. And we all know that traveling country to country to do work or to take vacations already has a time difference component to it, right? When you're traveling toward Asia, you lose time. When you're traveling toward the, 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 you know, the Western side, you're, you're gaining time. And that gets exponentially much more when we're going to travel to the moon. Um, we will probably age a little bit differently. We're going to lose or gain time in a way that I can't fathom at this point. And I don't know if that is something I would be comfortable with because it would affect the way we go about life here on Earth in a way that's not, it's a special case, right? Because obviously going to space is a special case. Um, and then there's, then there's, I wouldn't necessarily call it a financial concern. Maybe it's actually an ethical one too. Who gets to do this though? I mean, here on earth, not everybody gets to travel wherever they want to go. I know a lot of people who haven't left their own countries yet. You know, they travel by car, but they've never actually traveled by airplane anywhere because they can't afford it. Right. So now that's going to be the other thing. Like, can you afford? I mean, Virgin Galactica was pre-selling seats and these were exorbitant ticket prices, you know? (laughs) Um, So now you have, again, this divide. You're going to create a bigger divide, a wider, uh, you know, disparity between the rich and the poor and the rich get to vacation in the moon um, versus, you know, other people who can't, you know, and you become this, you know, and and it's, it's dangerous also from a moral perspective, because ethically, do you want that to happen? Do you want there to be an even bigger elite of, yeah, I'm not rich enough to vacation in the Hamptons or St. Bart's, you know, but can you go to the moon though? Cause I'm feeling my 18th birthday. You'll have the next generation of Kardashians. My 18th birthday is going to be on the moon guys, you know, and it's just going to be so, you know, I, I don't know. And, and so I'm not sure treating it like a destination where you can, casually go back and forth is 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 necessarily something we need to be doing or thinking about now so your answer is no we shouldn't we shouldn't do that yeah at least how things are now and the way our minds work and society works and culture works and greed works and our questionable morals work 
yeah i don't know if that's that's it's, that's something we should i think i think that you're 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 trying uh it's about regulation how do you regulate something like that i mean you're right you're creating a big divide martin what do you think of all this <sighs> oh yeah but i i mean for sure the front side of the moon is going to be a holiday destination and the dark side of the moon is going to be one big mining site um that's pretty much how I how I see that working out. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to fathom, to be honest. But ethical question again. That becomes an ethical question again. No, but, but you have so not not really not not really not really for me. To work and some people who are being sent there to party, you know. Yeah, like, but but that's just the world, man. That that's just people, really. Uh, and and it doesn't matter when or where or how we get to another planet, people are still gonna be like that. So, so for me, that's that's not really what uh, I'm worried about. It's not really my worry per se. I, I'm I'm sure we'll be pretty, pretty acting pretty much about and around and on the moon as we act all sorts of other places. Um, but some of these these values that, that you mentioned are also some of the values that 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 drive technology and 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 drive exploration so so although it's easy to 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 point out as them being a negative sometimes there are a negative that comes with 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 the positive as well right so so i mean i i would just like to see it would i like to see it yes I, I would like I would like to see it. That that's my answer. I, I I'm not gonna drift too far into to to anything else. I I would like to see it. It would be cool. The day we can go back and forth from the moon, like that. Yeah, and and talking about like there's so many facets, right? There's the there's the moral facet. There's the practical side of things. There's the economical facets you know, geographical facet. And if we're talking about economics here, Vanessa on the live stream had a very cute comment. She goes, maybe the currency on the moon, because part of geographical ownership is also having your own currency. And she was like, maybe the currency on the moon will be called Mooney. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, much... and the people, moon moon men, moon people, moon people. We, we, we... Yeah. I've got lots of money. Yeah. I've got lots of money. Moon but people with a lot of money to burn. Yeah. On a serious note, Joseph on the live stream was talking about, you know, from an economic disparity standpoint, the divide is actually closing faster than ever before. And I think he was talking about making space travel more democratized, which is definitely what Branson and Musk are trying to do with Virgin Galactica and SpaceX is to democratize it. They're trying to be the Cebu Pacific of, of space travel, you know, where everyone can fly. Um, yeah, but but that and, that's also really like that, uh, that that and on one hand it's like because that's a, well we will talk about this later on in in the series but it's a it's a hefty thing right because because right now we're at a point where traveling into space is ridiculously expensive and it's not like if they were to make it affordable for the average person it's it's not like they just need to half the price like they need to make the price. I don't know a thousand times smaller uh, more 10,000 times smaller than it than now I think that I think the econo the, I think the econo flight would be you're just going to be shot by a slingshot I think yeah, that's the econo in a, in a space so that's suit, the cheapest one you can get suit, man. that's the cheapest one you can get 
I can only afford the sling, the sling package. What's the sling package? You're gonna be shot by snacks because they're not gonna be able to sell you any meals on the on the way. <laughs> so you have to pack your own snacks. <laughs> if you can um, eat. Yeah, there's an there's another interesting comment on the live stream, uh, hearkening to Martin's point about what if the dark side of the moon was all about mining and the the, you know, the bright side would be the vacation spot. And and Carlo on the live stream was saying that there are, and yes, that's actually, I think where we were getting to economically also, that there are talks of giving mining rights to corporations. When the moon becomes a viable space station, you'll be able to refuel for exploration for relatively cheaper and maybe even, you know, be able to mine asteroids around the moon or, or, or beyond. And again, we're hearkening back to how something that starts out very um very almost uh fiction like starts having legs and these legs are very practical geopolitical economical entrepreneurial and it, it's fascinating how the human condition gravitates towards these things pun intended gravitates <laughs> we gravitate toward normalizing something that is otherwise highly phenomenal that is otherwise highly uh, spectacular, you know? And I think that's both a good and a bad thing because in as much as we're normalizing it to one of the comments said earlier, we, we democratize access. Um, and if you remember what I said earlier in the show, I think part of the reason the conspiracy theory even came about was because it wasn't democratized. It wasn't accessible by everyone. And, and that's a good thing, but that's also a dangerous thing because the minute we start normalizing a spectacular phenomenal thing, it loses its luster, it loses its importance, and we start taking it for granted. And the minute we start taking it for granted is when we start messing it up, right? We start, you know, and I think that's what happened to a lot of the things on our own planet. We start, you know, normalizing our behavior as humans, our geopolitical, you know, endeavors and economic endeavors that we forget, hey, this is a very special thing. Let's not take that for granted, you know, yeah. Uh, can, can we really do that, uh, Denise? I think uh, as, as a race, we're going to be harvesting as much as we can. We're going to be using it as much as we can. Uh, and soon, you're right, sooner or later, when, when, when they figure a way to make it cheap for everyone, democratizing it, like, like how we did it with flights, how we did it with airplanes. Back in the day, only the super rich can afford airplanes. Now everyone can afford air, air, air flight. Soon it's going to be, more or less, it's going to be the same thing with, with the moon. This is not why we should do it. This is not when we should do it. This is not about how we should do it. It's about when. I'm sure this is going to happen soon. You're right. And and that's why the answer to your question earlier is... Maybe not now. <laughs> like this back and forth thing, definitely, I think is gonna happen. But now, I don't think we're ready. <laughs> well, we're and ready. Gen Elon Musk. I mean, Elon Musk and Branson's there. They're trying to figure a way. I'm sure the Chinese are also doing, trying to Huawei is probably developing <laughs> their own space shuttle. You know, I'm sure that's 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 not far from happening. It's gonna be called Sha Moon. <laughs> Moon, moon, moon <laughs> So this is something that's very exciting, and you're right, very scary also. Show <laughs> moon. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I got it. <clears throat> and it's very scary also. That, well, when is this all happening, and are we supposed to do this? 
uh, one thing I can see that's a good thing is we might be able to, in the dis- distant future or maybe even the near future, if we were not able to sp- stabilize our population on the planet, we might have to move people away from the earth and to the moon. That's not, uh, that, that's, that could be a possibility once we have stations there, once we've terraformed the moon, which but is not far from happening because we've actually stepped on the moon. Then the question yeah. is, are we going to do it like the Elysium way or are we going to do it like the Australia way? So either right. we no, send all the people, that, all, the, all, the, all the rich people to the moon or we send all the people we don't like to the moon. Well, you you just answered that, Martin. Definitely the dark side of the moon will have miners. <laughs> the working class will be in the dark side, the cold area. This is what I'm here. We're just expanding our crap into the universe, you know? Not right? necessarily crap, but you know. Right. Yeah, just put it's them all a on a space thought. shuttle, man. <laughs> it's exciting and a scary thought. Uh, as, as we've seen it countless of times, how we more or less expand make it nice destroy it and maybe rebuild it again that's just how i guess life is you know we'll try it out we'll taste it we'll, we like it we'll eat as much as we can and we'll throw it up after or uh maybe make it better we don't know let's just hope for the best and you know i want to uh, touch on another a little bit more on the philosophical side of of uh, of of the moon uh, uh by the way what I'm, I'm very happy about, uh, there's a lot of uh, studies now that's uh, uh, philo, uh, philo science. Philo, uh, they're trying to merge it back together, which is more or less where science came from. It's really <laughs> philosophers. So they're trying to merge it back together, which is nice. Uh, there's a lot of websites dedicated to that. I'm, I'm pretty excited. And I hope the next generation of, of, of people, of kids, would be interested in this uh, venture of, uh, of philo science. Uh, scientists believe that the moon came from the earth it was hit by an asteroid a chunk came out becomes our <clears throat> our satellite our personal satellite the moon uh, I see it as as as, <laughs> as creation itself it's like Adam and Eve right? when you think about that it's like how Adam the earth part of Adam the rib becomes the moon and now we're their partners forever and ever except for the <laughs> fact that she moves 3.4 centimeters away from him every year which is a sign of a bad marriage that's all i'm saying you know exactly exactly my point is it, it uh the moon is moving away from uh paradise i don't know you can say that you know maybe it's gonna take us along with 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 her her independence guys she's gaining her independence she all like i'm not gonna be the you you i'm not gonna revolve around you anymore you're not gonna be the center of my orbit no more (laughs) i mean what do you think about that denise do you think that maybe there is some sort of maybe the bible isn't that far off from science maybe this is what it's saying is this is this is this our creation story and scientists are just trying to grasp it in a scientific way by saying okay the earth and now the chunk of the earth is the moon and now they're partners for life i what do you think about that well i will say if we're going as an analogy 
in the biblical sense um, of how Eve was born out of Adam's flesh and came out of Adam. And by the way, if you guys want to see an episode where we talk about Adam and Eve, our latest one on Spotify is all about that. That was a really interesting discussion. The hour and a half that we had definitely wasn't enough <laughs> to make it fit. Um, but if we're going with that analogy, I find it quite interesting that in this particular case, the Earth is actually considered female. Gaia, Mother Earth, all the references to Earth are actually considered female. Mm. So does that mean in this case that the male moon was born out of the female? And oh, sorry, Denise. Even the, do the do the Germans also believe that the that the Earth is female? <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm just asking. <laughs> Yes, actually. So if you look at um, even even the the because um, in German we have we don't have one the kind of like how in Spanish there's a uh, there's a masculine and feminine, you know, the uh, the moon is der Mond and there is a masculine pronoun for the moon. So the moon is actually masculine. Right. Um, and so I I would find that a very, very interesting, um, almost uh, sarcastic thumbs up or middle finger up to ha ha now we have a creation story where the female form was first you know and this masculine form gets launched from the female as an entirely dependent on on the female um, but 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 it's moving away every every year moving away. but here's what i find interesting we all know that the water the tides on earth are actually influenced by the moon, right? And that's why when it's a full moon, you go a little bit nuts, you know, see what I did there, nuts, <laughs> make it under the table show. Um, and, and they, you know, and, and we are also affected by the moon as human beings because we're made up mostly of water. So I think if that's the case, it's a phenomenal cosmic joke that the female form starts, a male form breaks away from this female form, is made of the female form, and yet he still controls this female form. It is so bloody annoying. Like, we can't cut a break, females. We can't cut a bloody break, you know? Like, if that's the analogy we're going for, I'd be like, dude, we almost had it. We almost had it. And the guy <laughs> took the control of 80% of our bodies and, you know, 80% of the earth. It's so annoying. Angan, <laughs> that's a good analogy, Denise. That's a great analogy. What do you think, Martin? What do you think about this? <laughs> that science is trying to merge it? Uh, well, well. To be honest, I, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in uh, in in uh, the link between science and and religion and uh, and um, uh, I don't believe they're opposites. Uh, I I think I think religion in general got a bad rep, um, spinning off of of the Middle Ages. Uh, especially Christianity, but also in general, all, like I won't make it too long, but I think in general, religion and belief got a bad rep because a lot of people do crazy shit in the name of whatever. You know, like it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the religion. It's just you want to fucking hurt people and make life worse for other and make it better for yourself or who, whatever. You know, and and you you justify that through something else. I believe that science and, and religion has always been closely tied. And if we talk about the Adam and Eve, um, I don't know if it's fitting for the thing with the moon, uh, not in the setting that this is set in, in any case. But if you look at 
Mother Earth as 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 a feminine, which it's it's the same. It's also in Danish. I think most places on the planet we actually address Earth Earth as a feminine, because the Earth is is. Yeah, I'm not quite sure actually why we do that, but it's it's kind of funny. But that would make the universe God. And why wouldn't God not be the universe? Right? Like, I, I mean, that to me just makes a, a lot of sense. Like, and not even to put a feminine or a masculine on it, but why would God not be the universe? As in not everything outside of the earth but everything that is why, why can that not be so so in that way i find religion and science very very closely tied and and science might be the most articulated uh way we have we have found uh, or the best way to articulate what god is but i don't necessarily see the two as opposites yeah nice you know <clears throat> a lot well a lot of people are saying that we should, you know, especially in live streaming, that they're saying that we should leave the moon alone. I don't know if we should. Uh, do you think, Martin, that do we have right? I think that's the question. Do we have right? Do we have righteous claim on this, on this floating rock above our heads? It's um, a very good question. I, I like I'll just bring this up uh, Pam just just added a, a comment also where she says why can't the earth and moon relationship be more like parent and child and I mean that that's that's not that's not far that's that's not far off either that's actually a good a good a good point about that relationship that might be why the moon is leaving you know moving away <laughs> from home leaving the nest Growing uh, up. uh sorry can you quickly repeat the question Elsie um uh, this 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 will be my last question. I don't want to ask the last one anymore. But I think this this is a great closing. Do we have a right? Yeah. To claim the moon. Yeah. I want you guys to think about this. I, I actually really wanted to cover and, and maybe one day we can get to it. But but the whole term, I I think this term of of right as it is getting used in 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 amongst us and today it, people are using it wrong. Rights is not something that, that you have. It's not something that you are guaranteed. Rights are something that you fight for. The reason why we have rights today or that some people have rights is because we had to fight very, very, very hard to, to get NASA them. will argue it. And, and, and yeah, with, my, my point being, my point being in terms of this question is that no, we, we, we don't have rights for for the moon uh we don't have rights for 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 anything but that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it right? no but you are every person is born with inalienable rights you know the right to freedom the right to food and shelter i mean those are the things you don't necessarily have to earn but those are inalienable but but you do you do have to earn them or maybe if you don't have to earn them somebody before you had to earn them Right, it's it's not like rights came out of nowhere. It's not like for all time you've been born with the inalienable right to be free. And <laughs> and many places on the planet, people aren't free. So so, but but maybe that's another discussion for for another podcast. My 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 that answer is... to the question was that uh, uh, I don't believe like it's not like I have a right 
to go and explore the moon. I have a right to take over the universe. But I think that's also the wrong way to look at it. Like, just because we don't have the right to do it doesn't mean that 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 we, we necessarily shouldn't. shouldn't do it. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Denise? Do we have a right? Because arguably, NASA will say that, hey, we fought for this. It's our right. We were first. We planted our flag just like any other explorer. So I think um, I do agree when Martin touched on, you know, the, 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 the word of right. Do we have a right? And I agree with everything that he said. You had to earn it. So my translation for that is if we do right by the moon, so using right in two different ways, if we do right by the moon, maybe we have a right to claim the moon. Um, so I won't I won't go into that because Martin summed it up quite well. But I'd like to focus on the word we. When we talk about we, are we talking about the human race? Or are we talking about Earth? Because the very scientific definition of a moon is it is a planet's natural satellite. And as the natural satellite of a planet, the, the concept of a right of ownership ceases to exist. They are symbiotic. They belong to each other. Mm -hmm. um, and and they, they cannot be extricated. The Earth is not the only planet that has a moon. There are planets <clears throat> sometimes hundreds of moons does that mean now that the beings on that planet should debate if they have a right to claim those moons so i think from a scientific standpoint it's not about whether humans have the right to claim the moon but that scientifically uh you know universally the moon already belongs to the earth it is a natural satellite of the earth so if we are going to treat the moon as an extension of the earth, then I think that's our rights as human beings. Now, again, the ethical question of how do we treat the earth though? <laughs> how do we treat the earth? And that extends to its natural satellite, which is the moon, right? So, and this is why this question is very, it's not just interesting, it's very important because it poses the question of, if we don't see the moon as a separate entity, it is, a symbiotic part of a larger system, the small earth and moon system, and we don't treat it as something separate, then we got to ask ourselves, what is our, what is our responsibility as human beings to this satellite? Do we leave it alone? Is that what's best for the satellite? And by leaving it alone, do we thereby protect ourselves also and the earth that we live in? Or are we supposed to go and explore it? discover it as we have explored and discovered the earth because that would be also fair why does the earth get to be discovered and explored but we don't discover and explore the moon you know and very that, interesting that's how i'd like to see that, that is a that's slow clap that's a very interesting uh, very point, point that you just uh, said uh, uh now the question now is yeah uh you're right uh arguably the 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 moon more or less belongs to the earth and, and, and vice versa. Uh, does, do we make up what earth is? I mean, when you say now, if that's the case, arguably you can say that when you say the earth, is it, is it the people of earth? Right? Because who's controlling the earth? Who can say who's control? You, you can, you, people will argue about this, but yeah, more or less we're controlling the earth. It's us. We're, we're running the show here. It's a human race. So, so, so in that sense, do we, do we stake claim to the, to the moon? Is it, is it, is it ours for the taking? Is it a natural part of our earthly 
um, claim because it is a natural satellite of the Earth, you know, and that's that's what I'm saying. And it's mm. it's an interesting, it's an interesting perspective, you know. I, yeah, I still don't I, have. I any- definitely like the, the the your point that that if you don't talk we as in the human race, but we as in the Earth, there's definitely a relationship between the Earth and the Moon that that is undeniable. Um, Yeah, but you know, this this is I know I I I'm I'm so bitter and this this can expand uh, further but hitting on uh, hitting on the philosophical, the moral, and the the social implications of how we should treat the moon, because sooner or later it's gonna be right for a ta- for our taking. You know, it's gonna be as 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 how we pick up fruits. That's how. T- I can see that happening I, I, as, as technology grows. So this is something that we have to uh, be more, I think the next generation has to be 10 times, even 100 times more responsible than we were. So the, the next generation has to be better. I think, this is, I think progress has to have that. Without, if the next generation is worse than us, oh my God, we're really in trouble. The next generation the, your kids, Denise, and your, the kids of your kids has to be better. We have to keep on improving. That's the only way we can uh, approach, uh, as Martin says, it utopia, which is unapproachable, uh, unattainable. Maybe soon. We don't know. This has been a great topic, guys. And I'm so bitter. I want to talk more about the morality be- behind this, this, this concept of staking claim on the moon. Uh, why... Why or should should we or should we not? Uh, should we leave it alone? <sighs> so many questions, so many answers, and so many v- uh, opposing viewpoints. <laughs> and that's and that's gonna be always uh, a hot topic here in nuts. So join us again next week. Uh, thank you again, everybody, for for listening. Uh, if you wanna listen. Or watch our old shows. You can uh, catch us in here, Facebook, uh, also Spotify, Anchor, and uh, 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 lots of different. Uh, and please join our nuts group because we I, we post a lot of interesting facts there. Denise, uh, do some. Uh, you want to do some closing? And Martin. Sure. Um, I guess I'll just close with, you know, this topic started out with something very ridiculous. Um, very highly media driven, you know, uh, sensationalized would be the word. And then it kind of progressed into something very, very serious. And I think that's how we need to look at every exploration into space. And I, and, and I think that's also why we started with this particular topic as the first episode for this series. While things might seem exciting, spectacular, sensational even, we really need to start thinking about the serious implications, be they financial, economical, or even ethical, when we start exploring outward, because that's where we create a balance between exploring for the sake of arrogance and exploring for the sake of discovery. Yeah. Martin? Yeah, I, I just want to say thank you. I, it, was, it was good. It's something that that it's maybe particularly the start the moon landing is is something that that um that i haven't necessarily put a lot of thought into until we we had this episode um but uh at the end of the day i i can't wait i i can't wait i can't wait to see what lies ahead 
that that's probably my takeaway from from this you're right Elsie. Of, of course uh we have to get uh better uh i think uh although some people might might say the contrary i, I think that if you look back at history I, i think that's been the direction we've been moving over if you look in the grand scheme of things um i think we've also talked about this before so so although we have a lot of big challenges ahead of us i i look forward to what is to come and the day that we will be able to travel around and see planets it's gonna be a crazy day man it's gonna be yeah. a crazy day yeah so um i guess with that we will say thank you everybody for uh for tuning in joining an amazing conversation and um this definitely put a light on my monday i hope some people out there feel that too and uh we love doing this so if you love it too go go find us yeah, on we spotify we forgot to mention monday is actually named for the moon monday yeah it's moon day yeah yeah, yeah. so what does nice. the moon do on mondays nothing it was just like sunday and then moon day you know <laughs> monday you know <laughs> and then they ran out of stuff so it became tuesday just yeah <laughs> like moon and shit uh okay we gotta find something else yeah thank you so much everybody for tuning in thank you for uh listening catch us on spotify naked under the table show we'll be back next monday live on facebook at 10 p.m we out yeah.